Join me today as we talk about as you create, so you are. We have some fun announcements, guys. We have a shadow archetype free webinar coming up next Friday at 10 a.m. It comes with a free workbook and it's gonna be recorded. So if you can make it to the live, that's even great, like better, because we're gonna do live pattern removal, shadow work, and alchemy um, there for everybody, but it's also recorded, so it's still gonna be worth getting a hold of the recording. We're really gonna break down into archetypes like Lilith, Eve, uh, the Dark Prince, Bythos, all different types of shadow archetypes um, so that we can take healing even deeper. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, so email me at thelighthousekeeper11 at gmail.com to get your free workbook in the Zoom link or slash recording. One more thing, we have a retreat coming up. If you've been listening to my podcast and wondering what it would be like to meet me or to come do work with me, um, just know that I'm thinking the same thing. I would love to meet some of the people who listen to this podcast and work with you. So we're going to have a spiritual retreat on an island in Florida. You have to have a boat just to get to this island, right? Um, it's that exclusive. Um, all you got to do is pay the, the fee to come and pay your way down here, like your airplane flight or your drive. And then we'll pick you up from the airport and provide the boat transportation to the island and if you're driving in, we will show you a really safe way to park, uh, a place to park your car. And again, we pay for the transportation to the island. It comes with bungalows. We're gonna have um, solar retrieval ceremony with some plant medicine. We're gonna have spirit animal ceremony so you can learn what animal medicine you naturally embody. Um, a lot of people don't realize this, but your spirit animal is typically the animal that has tried to kill you in a dream. And um, literally, you've dealt with it in your life by dealing with the opposite of what the animal stands for in your life. Um, and so that is going to be a really fun ceremony about getting clarity on the animal, how to use it. Um, it comes with an island task. We're going to do uh, nature exploring team building exercises where you have to learn how to live off the land a little bit and uh, work as a team and integrate the animal medicine that is comes up for you in ceremony. We're gonna do the cacao ceremony, um, which is a form of dark chocolate, but it's, it's way more deeper than that. There's a lot of spiritual elements and components to it. It's very special. It's wonderful for manifesting, for fertility. Stem cells. Stem cells. So we're gonna have that there. We're gonna have kayaking. We're gonna have a very awesome menu, like a really good menu. Um, I'm trying to think of uh, nature time, beach time, swimming time, yoga time, fire dancing. Oh my gosh, it's going to be a blast. It's in Florida and super affordable. So email me, thelighthousekeeper11 at gmail.com so that we can get your reserved spot. We have an early bird special. If you pay right now up until February 20th, it's only, um, I believe it's $1,200 a person. And then after February 20th, it's $2,400. Um, so definitely get with me about paying your deposit if you want to come for that early bird special. Okay. Oh, and you guys, I have a new blog out, www.alchemicaldiaries.com. Lots of good stuff out there on that blog as well. Um, so today we're going to talk about um, as we create, 
so we are. Yeah. And let's explore that. When you hear that, what's the first thing that, like, what comes to mind? As we create, so we are. So uh, you can tell a lot about a person, about the things they create. Um, and so that's always uh, a little bit about what you see right away. If they tend to be like a more artistic, artsy kind of person. Or sometimes as you get to uh, see what they've uh what they created in their life, what they're done in their life. So let's step back a little bit and look at what creation means. Creation means some, someone had an idea, they went out and then created that idea through the act of action and defined end, definite end, and then just kind of started birthing it into existence. So creation is source. Yeah. So what you create, you're the source of that. Right. That's why you create it. So basically what I'm creating is symbolic, not necessarily of the whole picture of me, but it's definitely the star of the show at the moment. Right. So if I create something dark, it's not necessarily that I'm doomed to be a dark being my whole life and there's no light in me, but would you say it's more like at this moment or this long period of my life, that darkness is the star of the show and that light's suppressed? Yeah. Is that kind of how this works? So, so creation process is proof of being the source, which means that I'm trying to think of how to put this into like a different way of saying. Um, so, so like play on that for me. Yeah. So, um, a lot of times what happens is, uh, it's mostly like the one thing that within you that wants attention. And it's the one that as you say, it's the start of the show. It's like, what's going on? And then a lot of times we choose to be happy or we choose to uh, explore something beautiful within us. Or, you know, we want to make the start of the show a pain body that we have within. So let's say, for example, somebody wants to create chaos and create everyone. Uh, let's say, for example, create chaos. Let's say they're in a horrible mood. They... And they want everybody to know it and feel it. So in that moment, they're creating that environment because it's a reflection of how they feel. And they want to create a crappy environment for everybody to be in. Or the opposite. Sometimes you've seen someone in a fantastic mood, drinks for everybody, go ahead and like uh, pays for someone's tab at the, at the barista, the coffee shop or at the bar. Or they're feeling generous, so they are creating that environment, bringing that which is generosity in the world. You know, they're doing that, uh, they're creating that type of, uh, they're creating that environment or they're creating something in China of whatever's going on in their inner temple. So let me ask you a question. What's the difference between expressing something we've created, whether it's a feeling, emotion, a piece of art, of an environment, and glorifying it? Uh, well, what do you mean by glorifying it and the other one? So let's say that I keep creating a lot of things in my life that's a reflection of all the darkness and pain within. Right. Okay? Like I'm an artist, right? And I used to create a lot of dark art. At what point am I actually glorifying my darkness um, because, like, I made money off of it. I got in a magazine off of it. I was on the freaking radio of it. 
<clears throat> and then it kind of came into my mind that, oh, nobody likes my pretty stuff. They just like my dark stuff. And I started to kind of feel proud, maybe, of like, like how, at what point is it glorifying something? Like if we keep choosing to entertain certain things or we keep choosing that pain and suffering, which a lot of times we don't realize that we are choosing it and we don't know how to break free of it. But at what point does it become like you're just glorifying it? Yeah, so... Or exalting it. Well, you accepted it as part of your identity. When such creation has gone to the point that you accept it as who you are rather than a reflection of what's going on in the moment. I was about to say, because I never felt like I was dark, though. And I remember getting triggered because people would look at my stuff and be like, oh, my God, you're so dark. And I get triggered, even though it was dark, because on identity level, I felt like I was, quote, of light. Because a lot of times when we take the time to create something, you figure that you've put in enough thought and action and commitment into it that it must be something that within you of who you are so like someone when someone has done something after a repeated effort for a while and it gives it it becomes who they are or it looks like it's a reflection of who they are and it might very well be because a lot of times we cannot judge a book by its cover and we stick to that as humans others because we don't have that much time to discern other people So when we see someone dedicate that time, they will be like, well, more mature souls might be like, well, maybe she's going through a phase of who she is right now. But um, yeah, it's definitely a reflection of who you are at that moment. What's coming to mind too is that um, the reality of that situation was I actually was dark, but it was my fear that I might be dark. And Uh I couldn't accept it. And I couldn't... Um, acknowledge that what if that was true about me because that was so scary that when I actually had to come to terms that whoa I actually am dark not forever but like who I've been is actually really dark like me and Miguel are always joking because he's like there's my dark Scorpio for you I've had that was the key to transmuting and actually healing is when I finally accepted that maybe I am dark because until I accepted that it kept manifesting outside of me and I kept disowning it does that make sense? I had to like actually own that to actually do something about it. Yeah. And now I don't identify with that. There's also some patterns that like, you know, we see this with a lot of artists who quote unquote suffer for their art. Um, they are, um, they like to show that suffering um, to the world because uh, it shows, uh, because part of them feels hurt and they have to express it because it's an outlet and they need to, and, a, and an artist shows themselves through their work. Therefore, it's gonna, a, a true artist that's honest with himself enough or vulnerable enough, he's gonna show his pain and pain body. A lot of them, they say, oh, look at me, I'm gonna be, show, show my raw side and that's just gonna bear my, they take their quote unquote soul and then they go and show all their demons they were battling because the, the artist archetype, archetype comes with uh, a lot of tormented feelings just because yeah. of the of the intensity of their emotions. And a lot of murkiness. Murkiness, too. Not having enough clarity about themselves in life. And because a lot of, of those uh, 
artists tend to be uh, people who have surround themselves with other artists who are going through a torture time. Hey, I've been one of these people, guys. I'm not knocking it. Uh, Go ahead. No, or just, yeah. I'm just throwing it out there. Like, I'm not trying to be on a pedestal. It's like, this, is, this has been me, Miguel, figuring, like, working on understanding me deeper. I, I just, uh, I, I like artists. I like art. I like actual art. I like... No, but what you're saying is so valid. It's so valid, yeah. So they, they surround themselves by... So it's like a support system. So a lot of times the creative uh, creative uh, personalities like to come together to basically idolize the same pain in it because they have a great outlet for it. They can mastermind on that. And when two or more create, put themselves into that uh, container, they create a lot of, um, they glorify it because at that point it just becomes a self. They create a lot of movement and growth of whatever that creation is. Yes, that group become, becomes a mechanism of self, a self, how do you call it? So that when you come into a group, by the way, this is true. When you come into a group, you, you got to be discerning of who you are because later you'll become, start getting uh, the, the mind of the group, the culture of the group in which y'all are gonna have basically, the group is gonna have a personality because of it. And that's gonna be a, a deep part of uh, who you become because y'all start borrowing parts from each other and y'all start becoming glorifying the same wounds. And it, and that's where it's, it's a dangerous thing. That's why it gets glorified. Let me ask you another question. Same line of thought here. Would you then say, and I feel like for some people this isn't obvious, but for other people it may not be, that your outer environment is a reflection of who you're, who you're being as a creator? Yes, but I'll take it a step further. Okay. I feel like it's the accumulation of who you have been up to that point. Gotcha. So, you know, you... You are who you become through your habits. So if you, you know, you have been, let's say, feeling crappy for, a, uh, let's say, a month, a straight month, and then somebody comes to meet you, they're going to say, wow, you, you, you seem, are you okay? Or you seem dark. But if you like, uh, so, and it has been an accumulation of you feeling like crap for the past month, day, 30 days, that's 30 days worth of, you know, putting a lot of, effort into doing that but if let's say you're depressed for like a day or two and then later you kind of snap out of it uh did some shadow work with us shout out <laughs> and or they decided to hit the gym just kind of do different things and then later they're gonna see they're not gonna notice it because you've kind of you know it's it's about which one you have been doing the most and one thing i've noticed is that we often end up playing the role of victim to our own creation oh yeah Victim to our own creation. So we are victims of that which created us. As within, us. so without. Yeah, so sometimes <laughs> like you put out enough, you know, energy and momentum of this thing and created this thing and have given it so much of your own life, energy, time, effort, that at one point it, it, it gets legs and starts walking by itself and it starts having a mind of its own. And that's why it's so important to live with intention and put in those things with intentions because from that intention, it will later get legs and attract other people. 
And that's how we create either beautiful movements or genocides. It could be that that impactful. hundred percent. You know, there's a lot of people don't, or maybe a lot of people do realize this. Maybe it just took me a long time to realize this, but like, because our energy is alive, every time I create something, I am creating it with the energy of that particular source. So not only does that, like, for example, let's say one of my old paintings reflects pain, but the energy in it literally is pain and it's alive. It's, you know, because energy is not destroyed. It's only transmuted, right? It only changes, which means that this is a true story. I don't care if people believe me or not, (laughs) but um, I once had a series of paintings that were so dark because I was going through so much shit at the time. It was really colorful and pretty to look at until you realized what it was of. Uh, yeah. It was like darkness, but shown in the most colorful ways. And literally, I had people buy my painting, take it home, put it on their wall, and they swore their house became haunted ever since my painting came into their home. And it scared them so bad, they came to me. This was a long time ago, guys, like before I understood the depths of shadow work. Like I was doing shadow work naturally, but in the longest way possible. Um, This was like 15, 10 years ago. And um, no, that's too long. It's more like eight years ago. Anyways, they literally brought my paintings back. Wow. Because the energy of it, was creating chaos in their home and some dark things. And then somebody said, oh, Leslie, you need to burn these paintings so that you can do something with that energy. It's got to be transmuted. And I'm not kidding you guys. They would not burn. We, no matter how much gasoline we threw um, fuel on these paintings, they would not freaking burn. That they had to put it in a disintegrator and a bunch of uh, green and blue flames came up. And I don't have it anymore, but I used to have video footage of the disintegrator. You can see all the, um, there's a scientific reason for why you might see faces and fire. So there could be a total science explanation for all of this. But to me, seeing certain faces that came up out of the painting was like, they're really, my inner demons really was in that work. And that fire really did release it. And so after that day, I realized, holy crap. As a creator, I need to be more conscious of what I'm creating and putting out into society and how it's going to impact people and take more responsibility in that. Mm. Because I literally created pain into painting that created pain in someone's house. Does that make sense? Absolutely. It's like, for example, uh, this may not be paintings, but like if you, like for example, somebody cooks food and they put extra love they put extra love in the food like they cook with like passion they're like oh my god i want them to enjoy every freaking bite oh my god they just i sort of you can taste it and maybe even feel healing energy yeah versus versus someone who's like let's say you know shout out to my subway workers who are like at the end of their last hour on the shift and they're like yeah can't believe one more person came in it's so close to close it's ridiculous and i'm ready to go home and there's so much more like, and I think this is why a lot of people who stop eating meat, like a lot of, like a lot of people eat meat, but there's a lot of people out there who like really advocate against not eating meat because they talk about the painful energy in the meat. So like one of the things we do a lot is me and Miguel are always surrendering our food to infinite light 
because in case there is a pain body going on in whatever plant, food, whatever, we're basically trying to clear that out so we're not digesting that pain and like giving thanks to that thing. Because a lot of people, and I'm just gonna say it, a lot of people who are like quote vegetarians are like, um, oh, I don't eat meat because it's painful to them the way they die, so I eat plants. But let me tell you something, and maybe you already do this, which is great, but if you're just eating plants and you're not the hands that have actually blessed the plant and told the plant, hey, I'm gonna cut you, please remove your energy away from this part that I'm gonna cut off to eat. Thank you, I bless you, I appreciate the nourishment. Then how do you know you're still not digesting a pain body? Because plants have pain bodies too. I know that sounds spiritual woo-woo, but as a little girl who's had telepathy with animals and plants and, and ecosystems, it's real. And one of the shaman teachings is we tell plants before we pick them or mow them or cut them or eat them, is we let the, the consciousness of the plant know what we're about to do. We give thanks, we give gratitude, we give appreciation before we cut it um, so that that pain withdraws from that part. And that way the, the plant's consciousness is not in shock or pain of what you're digesting. Wow. I know that's slightly out there, but I feel like this whole topic is so powerful because of how interwoven. No, it is. It is. It is you can it go is. almost any alley with it. Yeah, intention. Um, make sure you, who you hang out with, the internal organism of like how groups start to develop and like, and, and how you gotta be wary of how your own creations get legs and eventually uh, become their own movement. And they can be, yeah, separate bodies, separate bodies. Like for example, I it's like kind of like somebody who built a business they may go away and retire, but the business can stay like, you know, if, if um, it can have its own systems and stuff. So it's like, if, even if the person leaves, that business at that point has its own legs, it's an adult, it can do whatever it wants, and it can be last for years, decades, sometimes uh, uh, decades was, was more of the centuries, centuries and stuff. So Eras. Errors. <laughs> Errors. Wow. Let me ask a question. Yes. What is, um, we're trying to work on keeping these recordings a little bit shorter just because I, I know we can talk for a long time and I love it. Um, so we're trying to make it a little bit more easier for people. What is, um, like shadow work questions we can throw out there for people to ask themselves regarding this topic? Is what, is, is the creation that I'm make, currently making whether it's an environment, an actual thing you're creating, a relationship, a dynamic. relationship dynamic, or a, I mean, anything you put energy and time and effort, and it is it is it something that is? Um, I I just want you to be conscious of what you want to create, and and I want you to be conscious of just. Think about it, that if you feed it enough, it can get legs and become a, its own self-sustaining organism. So what do you want, what kind of impact do you want that thing to be? And is it a reflection of your highest truth or is it a reflection of your shadow? One of the things that I want to kind of say as well because i feel like this is important is one we don't throw shade we shed light 
Okay, so we're never knocking on people as in a throwing shade way. We're shedding light on the stuff. Yeah. And if your being is very um, resistant to light, to being exposed, to being seen, if your being is, um, you know, it feels like light is condemning, light is arrogant, light doesn't understand, light is, um, you know, you're just whatever the label you want to put, um, that's because our inner demons need somewhere to hide. Um, inner demons will do everything it can to avoid being exposed to the light. So if you're scared of or resisting the light, you need to ask your inner demons why. Because a lot of times coming to the light for the shadow actually hurts because shame pops up, um, self-esteem pops up, all these things pop up. Um, so when we defend our pain and we defend the things that we create that is, quote, not a true representation of, of our higher selves. Um, that's because the shadow is trying to self-indulge and um, protect itself for being in the temple and controlling the will. I'm just going to put it out there. Yeah. That part of your archetype um, doesn't want to move over for your light self to actually have that will because then you might actually create a life that you freaking love or a life that makes you joyful or a life that's healing or a life that's impactful and to shadow that's like yeah you know the worst thing that can happen to it absolutely absolutely yeah you just gotta another one thing is like uh the frequency of the shadow at the end it, it'll it'll hurt more people than you want it to hurt and you know, unless, and, and then you have to go to greater, shittier thing, crappier things to keep it going. Yeah. Uh, that's why uh, if you see a lot of evil, the, I, the the way I see it these days is like the person has to basically sell their soul and go above and beyond to create something that was extra dark. It's like, oh, I'm going to pay with this life and the next ones. But if you create something out of love something that is genuine, something that has the intention of not only helping you, but uh, helping people for, you know, ideally you want to put that in your mind that it wants to help people after you're gone. You know, um, I, I, I was reading this book, right? That talked about, uh, he was a forestry guy. He, he plants trees, fancy word for uh, a tree planter. So he's think, he, they, in the way he thinks, he's thinking 70, 100 years ahead. We recently went to see one of the oldest trees in the world. And it it was like, what, 3,500? Years old. Like, Th that's still standing. That's you know? still standing, yeah. And, and so 3,500 years old. That's a lot of, that's a that's lot a of years. That's, that's a lot of wrinkles, guys. So like, and it was a gigantic tree. So that's the way you got to think of your, uh, the, the creations that you can, ideally, or maybe something short and sweet with a burst of energy. But if it's something that you're doing and putting a little bit of it every day, make sure you choose mostly love over mostly. Listen to the word mostly love over shadow, because at the end it's, it's only going to be like the, uh, the, the average is going to be mostly good. Maybe you have to work through certain things, but again, love has a higher vibration than anything, any darker, and yeah. it'll be better for your business, for your kids, the way you put it to your body. It just It's just a matter of the creation power has a lot more light. What's the dark? Uh, what's the quote that you said? Wait. Which one? The, the deep. 
Ah, light is deep and clear. Darkness is deep and murky. Uh And it takes shining light on that murkiness in order to make it clear, which creates that light. So both are deep. Let me tell you something. Here's old Leslie. Oh, but darkness is so much more deep and understanding and compassionate and light. Da-da-da is shallow, this, that, that, that. No, I've come to realize both are deep. Both are deep. One is clear, one is murky. And there's a lot of people who claim to be light because they just focus on their light. And that's why they might seem shallow. It's because they refuse to acknowledge their, de- their depths, the darkness mm-hmm. in them. So light to me is not because I go around talking about light. I go to church every Sunday. I'm constantly posting pictures of how serene and peaceful I look in my perfect little yoga pose. And I'm always talking positive. No, that does not convince me you're light. If you don't do shadow work, then I'm already like protective almost. Not, I'm not criticizing it, but if you don't do shadow work, then you're in denial of the darkness yeah. that you have within you. So to me, it's not about becoming the darkness, but it's about being honest enough with yourself to go into it and transmute it so that you can bring more clarity and realness to your presence yeah the, the 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 goal of shadow work is not so much to be all light well it is i mean you, you it, it are you are like you're doing it the, the actual genuine way genuine way like the, not it, just i'm bypassing the dark so i can focus on the light and be light yeah you can't just put those blinders on because yeah. then then anybody who's actually doing something worth doing you you encounter or you're actually in the real world you see that there's some darkness but the true power of shadow work is that you transmute that darkness right. into light yeah. and you're, we're not so you can see both sides of the spectrum and then work so you can transmute the darkness part of it so you're not you, you're not seeing all, all rainbows and butterflies and everything is light and stuff because the people who only focus on that, God bless them, they are mostly focused on, uh, they, they, you squeeze them a little bit and there goes their darkness. Yeah. So, but the true person who does shadow work, you squeeze them a little bit and, and, and they focus and they last and they are, and impactful. they last impactful. And they're able to like take those challenges tr- and be trailblazers, Game people to changers. be reliable. People who can do... And they, they're more powerful. They're, they're more, more powerful. powerful because they have less... Um, is it is dense the right word? Or darkness? They have less... Um, because infinite light's the strongest thing. The more you convert to that infinite light, that foundation becomes stronger and stronger and stronger. And the amount of power that runs through you is stronger. Um, because that's what shows in every movie. This this universal like understanding showcases in everywhere ho- every Hollywood movie where the good guy always ends up winning. Yeah. Eventually, the plot shows that the good guy always wins. There's a reason that we we are taught that. Yeah. Because light is actually stronger than the dark. It always wins. Yeah. And so yeah, so guys, when you create out there, where it's a relationship, where it's a. Uh, it's a project that you have, whether it's brushing your teeth, whatever you do as a habit, just make sure, and we're gonna have to talk about habits recently uh, in the next one. And we, we got a, a, a list of topics, yeah. but I feel like habits, habits is a gigantic one because we've been like on some interesting stuff. It's uh, consistently choosing to be 
mostly light on your creations will pay out in the long run because eventually your creations will hit that pivot point where they are outside of you and it's uh, and, and they are self-sustaining organisms that got legs and everything and a thinking mind and will go ahead so make sure you think but but, but but i want to add on that though real fast because people who need to work through darkness do need a way to get out of them so a lot of, a lot of me creating was not because i wanted to spread darkness but it was because something i was trying to work through something and i just had to get it out okay. so let's say i do create a lot of dark things because that is the way i need to get it out what do i do with that dark stuff oh okay like so how can i how can i not because for example like if i turn around and feel shameful or burn every dark painting i'm i feel like i'm crucifying that part of me but how can i but at the same time if i hadn't had the art that would have been left inside of me Ooh. and i would have just freaking died or imploded or like huh. or, or i think until you get that darkness out that can hijack you and turn you dark for good like so how so a lot of how can someone not feel the anxiety about this whole thing interesting so if you've been following the shadow shaman for at least a couple of episodes you know we're big on uh the infinite light and work surrendering to the infinite light so i'd start there yep so you can surrender the dark creations right if, if to it, infinite light so yeah and then put uh your creativity your creativity and, and mode of outlet and your relationship to it and your relationship to it and then you wanna I'll, I'll be real with you guys let's say for example because we're not perfect here we're we're so not perfect we're flawed human beings we're flawed human beings we're still gonna get angry but you, darkness and anger it's a good thing to you want to shift the darkness to anger i'll tell you why because once you're angry there's ways to like express it or at be least, motivated enough to do something yeah anger is not a Bad, bad thing bad say. thing because it's energy it's raw energy and it can be used for uh great things like working out if, if you can bust out a, a, a great workout breaking free breaking breaking through. free maybe you put in a little extra if you're frustrated about someone or something it'll bring it up to the person and it'll bring you closer together to work through it it can birth a new idea yeah yeah so it's Exact, not yeah, yeah, like bad, like yeah, of course. Birth and new, yeah, so it really, it's, it's all about then what you do with. So try things. bring it, surrender to infinite light. It'll probably be anger by the time you do it because it's still there, you know, it's yeah. still got to be worked out. And then put that energy towards either uh, finding a solution or using that to fuel a solution and or self-improvement like your body honestly body meditation and putting it into something you're solving a, a, a friendship or a relationship and putting that to towards a, a goal helps you it's, it's just gonna be like a, a great motivator anger should not be repressed it should not be because no. otherwise then it's yeah you get, unhealthy you can even get cancer yeah from you can get cancer from that. cardiovascular problems high blood yeah. pressure you don't want that midlife crisis Mid <laughs> but suddenly it, leave your but family. it just means that it's still you have that you have to put that through yeah. an outlet and hey I've, I've met people who been able to like turn that anger into something beautiful that like that energy and to put it towards something really cool because they had to find a solution, they had to, they had to do something with it that was positive. 
transmute that, and then once you turn it into anger, put it into something positive with that fuel. And then with that, we wrap it up. Bye, guys.